What is up, everyone? Welcome back uh, to the uh, welcome back to my podcast. Um, I'm your host for today, Justin Roman, and guys, um, we are one day away from probably one of the best matchups in the history of football. Um, yeah, and the reason why I bring this up because you know the Super Bowl. You know, even though we've been experiencing. No, a lot, you know, I really feel excited for the future of this, uh, of this, of the, of the game of, of football because Tom Brady retired, you know, and I think that, and I previously talked about this yesterday, I really feel like that gives a lot of young quarterbacks, you know, especially the ones that need time to, to fit in with their, with the you know, with the team and the play calls, you know, so, and not saying that Tom, I'm not trying to say Tom Brady ruined that, but, you know, the guy, he's a seven-time Super Bowl champion, you know, um, he's, you know, he's had a lot of great years of being a quarterback for the Bucks and the Patriots, you know, but I really feel like, I really feel like young quarterbacks, Young quarterbacks, especially especially the ones that have struggled and the ones that are put in now in good uh, situations to succeed, I really feel like they deserve a chance. But yeah. But anyways, guys, you know how I rock. You guys know how I roll. I'm going... <laughs> you know, every time I'm coming up here, I like talking about the Giants. And yeah. Let's do it. So guys, um... Today, um, Brian Dayball, you know, and uh, most of you guys really wanted to hear my, um, my thoughts on Dayball's staff and how this, and especially on the offensive side, how, uh, bringing in Shia Tierney from the Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Bills as the quarterback's coach for Daniel Jones and Mike Kafka, who was the quarterback's coach for Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be the offensive coordinator for the, for the Giants. You guys really wanted to hear how I feel about that. I'm excited. You know, I, you know, both of these guys, Shia Tierney, obviously he was the quarterback coach for Josh Allen. And Mike Kafka, he was the quarterback coach for Patrick Mahomes. You know, and obviously when you hear those two names, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, these two young studs of quarterbacks are obviously going to run the AFC uh, conference for many years to come because both of these guys are very talented you know they both are they both lead their team you know they both want to win but I'm you know and bringing in these two guys let's see how they can impact Daniel's play you know because Daniel like I said guys he's not Patrick Mahomes he's not Josh Allen he's not Lamar Jackson He's not Kyler Murray. You know, he's not all, he's not, and I'm not trying to say Daniel's a bad quarterback, you know, because I was the one that I was the first, I was, I was the only, I was the only giant fan that said, give this kid some, give this kid an offensive line, give him, you know, give him a good play caller. You can't tell me Mike Kafka can't do that because look it, he ran the, he ran the offense for the Chiefs for many years. He was the he developed Patrick Mahomes to be the best quarterback 
and not just in not just in the history of the Chiefs, but in the history of the AFC. You know, so let's see what he could do because I really do feel like Daniel Daniel Jones. Like I said, he may not be Josh Allen. He may not he may not be these guys that can make big plays, but he came from Duke. Duke's a bad college, but he's a quarterback. To he could he can run the ball, and he can throw it, and he's smart. He just he's not gonna he's not a guy that's going to surprise you. He's not a guy that's gonna make these big plays. You know, because he wasn't, you know, he was, he didn't come from the Big Ten. He didn't come from all these big, uh, big name colleges. Colleges like Ohio State, Penn State, you know, um, you know, Alabama, you know. So I just really feel like if you're a kid, if you're, if you're, if you're a young stud that comes from a college like that, you need work. You need a lot of help. Not saying that you suck, you know, because I really feel like Daniel can, uh, I really feel like, call me crazy, but I really feel like Daniel Jones could be a starting quarterback in this league. He just, he kind of reminds me of, a, he kind of reminds me of Mitchell Trubisky. You know, Trubisky, when he was a, you know, a lot of people didn't think Trubisky was going to be a starting quarterback. Even, like, even today, I still feel like Trubisky could be a starting quarterback because he brought the Bears to the playoffs twice. So... You can't tell me Daniel Jones can't do the same thing. Not only that, Daniel Jones, he's doing things that no other quarterback in Giants history has done. Run the football. You know, being very quick with it, being very quick in the pocket, you know, man, you know, man, you know, reading the defense pretty well. And you guys know that I am not a player evaluator, but I I was evaluating Daniel on what he could, on what he's done so well on, and what he needs a little bit more work, to, uh, you know, a little bit more work that he has to uh, fix. He's definitely, you know, I, I, watching him this season previously, he's had. I've realized if he has time to make plays, he can be dangerous. You know. If he has time to run with the football, he is dangerous. So, I am excited. And I think every Giants fan should be excited too because <laughs> uh, the Giants, they brought in uh, the Bills offensive lines coach, you know, to be the new offensive line coach for the Giants. <laughs> so, you're, <laughs> I really feel like something's building. And I am just... I'm, I just want to see what he can do, you know, give him a shot, and if he doesn't, if it doesn't work out, then everything I said was wrong, and everything I've been saying for years, I was wrong, you know, but I really feel like Daniel Jones could be a starting quarterback in this league if you give him the thing he needs. An offensive line, a good receiving core, which the Giants have. I think the Giants I think the Giants are set at the receiving position. The guy it, it, the thing is guys aren't showing up and guys can't stay healthy. Durability has been one problem for this franchise. We have been dealing with health issues for years and it sucks. Not only that, he wasn't given a good play caller. Those are details that every quarterback needs 
to be successful. I don't care how good you are. If you you make if you don't have a play caller, I don't care how good you are. You're not going to succeed. It, it just there's no way unless you're so perfect and smart enough you can make big plays by yourself. That's all I'm saying. But guys, I want now now since I'm done talking about that, I want to talk about Brian Dayball staff. You know, because obviously there's been, you know, obviously this staff, the Giants have need a lot of work, you know, a lot, you know, to, I want guys, I want this staff to be, to be tough, not all the way tough, but I want these guys to show what winning looks like in today's era, you know, one thing I realized about Brian Dayball's staff is that it has a good mix of old and new. And the reason why I the reason why I'm bringing those two words in is because Brian Dayball it looks like to me he's taken time putting together a new coaching staff and for and I don't know what it is but he made um he made it looks like he made certain he made a certain uh, avoidance to a common pitfall to some new head coaches make, you know. And here's why this is so important, because it's far too easy for, you know, an NFL head coach relocating to a new city to work with a new team in a news conference to want to have as much familiarity as possible to ensure his success but not look at not new Giants head coach Brian Dayball you know who will begin his first season as an NFL head coach in a a crap division where the Giants recited and now putting together his assistant coaching staff Brian Dayball it looks like he's bringing along obviously some uh, some familiar names such as Laura Young who will be the first female uh, to direct the coaching operations and Bobby Johnson who I mentioned who is the offensive line coach from the Bills so but not only that he's also hired several assistant coaches with whom he admitted to having no prior working relationship including three coordinators, Mike Kafka, who uh, Mike Kafka, who who works on offense from the Chiefs, Don Wink Martindale. Oh my God, I love that hire. Uh, he uh, he works with the defense uh, from the. He's the defensive coach for the Ravens. And Thomas McGaggy looks like the Giants are retaining him as special teams coordinator. Dayball said of his new assistants, they're all intelligent, dependable, good character. Team first people who are who, who are experts in their subject matter can teach well and explain the details of their positions. Dayball's approach in selecting his assistant coaches differs from that of his predecessor from Joe Judge, who, with maybe a handful of expectations, McGaggy, offense coordinator, uh, Jason Garrett, re, uh, wide receivers coach Ty Tober, and offensive lines coach Mark Colombo all come to mind filled his intentional assistant staff with people he had worked with at some point before landing with the Giants. So, look, all I'm saying is this. 
about everything that's been going on with this franchise. In Judge's case, it's certainly fair to wonder if having all that familiarity helped or hurt him. Based on how his tenure ended, the evidence points to latter. So, it kind of looks like Brian Dayball is kind. He kind of he he's kind of doing the same thing with uh he's kind of doing the same thing Joe Judge has doing has done with the Giants, but it looks like he's um he's bringing in guys that have known success and guys that have experience of what winning looks like, you know. And I love how Dayball mentioned relationship, you know, and bonding and all that type of stuff because nothing can break a bond between a quarterback and a coach. It just can't happen. It's, and it might sound crazy, but it just can't, you know, because you, you know, you're, you're literally spending one whole year with your coach. That is enough time to have a good connection with your coach and and ask questions, help, you know, help one another, you know, if, like, like, players help coaches, you know, you know, with plays or something that they're struggling with, like, look at Mac Jones, him and Josh McDaniels have a great connection, you know, because, you know, they've, they, they talk, you know, they're very social against one another. So I think that's going to be one important key factor, you know, for the, for the Giants this season, um, relationship and relationships and trying to work with them, trying to work with one another in a good way and trying to bring the best out of one another, you know, so I am looking forward to that. Um, I'm loving this. Uh, I'm loving how the staff is looking. You know, um, and yeah, we're going to see what happens. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so far, I'm loving, I'm loving what Dave was doing, you know, and yeah, so see what happens. Um, I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Um, I will be doing, I will, uh, be, uh, not be talking about the Giants tomorrow. Well, I, I actually will. I'm going to have, it's going to be a, a double due date. I'm going to be talking about the Giants earlier tomorrow, and I'm going to give my, uh, and I'm also going to be talking, I'm going to be also giving my preview on the Super Bowl, and I'm also going to give you my uh, post-game, uh, my post-game uh, uh, thoughts on the game, uh, like like how the game went down, if there, there are things that should have been changed in the game, you know, how how I thought of the game, so, and yeah, I'm also going to, uh, give my thoughts on the winner, and yeah, but I hope you all enjoyed this one, um, and yeah, I will see you guys tomorrow, um, yeah, that's all I have for you guys today, it's your boy, Justin Rome, I am out.